0: I don't do mornings. This is what it says on a T-shirt that my husband and girls thought I should have when we were getting souvenirs at Universal Studios a couple of years ago. So we went to Universal Studios and the girls got these beautiful T-shirts at Harry Potter World. They were fancy t-shirts that they could wear to school and they looked fantastic. Paul got a Deathly Hallows t-shirt. It was nice. But we couldn't quite seem to find one for me. And then we got to the Minion Mayhem. I don't know if you know Despicable Me, if the kids or grandkids have gotten you to see that one. This one, t-shirt, was of a monster minion that had purple hair that was all scraggly and huge wild eyes and teeth growling and snarling. And this was the T-shirt, I don't do mornings, that my family decided was just perfect for me. And I can't deny it. I am not a mourning person. So I like Luke's version of this story better than the way John tells it because Luke tells it that at least Peter puts up a little bit of resistance when Jesus tells him to put the net back in the water When when Peter has already been up all night long. Somehow that just seems a little bit more realistic that Peter has been fishing all night long and he's done. It's time to go home, to put the nets away and try again tomorrow. But here, the way John tells it, there's no protest on the part of any of the disciples and after being up with this fruitless labor all night long, The disciples could very well have thanked the stranger on the beach for his concern and said, there are simply no fish to be caught and it is time to clean up the nets and get some rest. But they didn't do that. They heard a stranger's words and they put their nets out again, even though there had been nothing. Now, there were so many, they could almost not carry the catch. Out of nothing came this morning of abundance. And they knew it was Jesus. They just knew it. And there on the beach, they shared a meal in communion with the risen Christ. And they knew then that Jesus could show up anywhere, anytime. So what was it that made them decide to listen to the stranger on the beach? And what was it that these exhausted, tired men who have fished all night long chose? to try just one more time? And what was it when all of the evidence pointed against the possibility of any success that they were open to the slim chance that there might be something more? I want us to keep that question in our hearts and our minds. What is it that they had, that opened them up to that chance of something wonderful. Today we celebrate the people in our church who have been members here for 50 years and more. To be a member here for 50 years, you would have joined in 1966. You may have prayed in this sanctuary for someone serving in Vietnam and rejoiced with the choir here when that person came home. You may have prayed in this sanctuary during the rise of the Soviet Union in the Cold War when children were taught to hide under their desks you may have prayed here and rejoiced in amazement when the wall was torn down. There are a couple people in our church who have been members of our family of faith for 75 years. And you would have joined in 1941 and prayed in this sanctuary after seeing the bombing of Pearl Harbor or Hiroshima and Nagasaki and would have rejoiced in the morning and praised God for the end of the war and for the establishment of the United Nations. You would have seen the stained glass windows being put in to our building. All through these events, our longtime members, have cried out to God for help. They have known nights of weeping that must have seemed that they would never end. And yet, they have also seen the morning dawn and the joy that could hardly have ever been imagined. And come here and sung the songs and lifted up the prayers of thanksgiving to God and before the family of faith. 50 years is a long time to be a member of any institution. I am always blessed when I meet people who have been married for 50 years or more. I say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for your witness. Our 50-year members who have been part of this church for that long have survived five pastors, 18 assistant ministers or associate pastors, four interim pastors, and five interim associate pastors. Now, to be able to do that is truly amazing. To be a part of a worshiping community for that long is a tremendous witness of faith. I think that our 50-year-plus members have the same thing that our disciples had and that we need so badly. And that is this hope from experiencing the risen Christ coming in the morning and being there all through the night. This is the third time, the gospel writer tells us, the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples. It is the twice before that Jesus had come to them at night when they were hiding and in fear and breathed the word of peace. Before that, which they don't count, risen Christ had appeared to Mary Magdalene. But they needed a third time to know that Christ is alive and the world is different because now it is filled with hope and the anticipation that the risen Christ may show up anywhere, anytime. Weeping may spend the night, says the psalmist, but joy comes in the morning. Now, I know some teenagers quite personally who have this way of asking for things while they anticipate that it's going to happen. And it goes something like, hey mom, would you fix me a bowl of ice cream? Thank you. Hey mom, don't forget that I have to have this face paint for school and it has to be gotten today. Thank you. Now how much time is there between would you do this and thank you? About that much. And this is what, in Psalm 30, this is what the psalmist is doing. The psalmist is saying, please, God, remember me and heal me. And thank you. Please, remember me and save me and thank you. In that space, there is this anticipatory hope that what we have cried out for will come about. There is this hope in the mercy and the grace and that God who helps us will heal our pain and turn our mourning into dancing, tears into laughter, scarcity into abundance, death into life. We all come here needing that anticipatory hope that comes from experiencing the risen Christ. Not every night spent weeping ends the next morning in joy. We all know that. Not every prayer for healing is answered with a physical cure. Sometimes our healing takes much longer, even years before we can process our grief or get the healing. For all our nights of weeping and all our futile struggles that seem to accomplish nothing, we need the hope that keeps us open to the possibility that God has something more wonderful yet to come. And that's what we have here. As a community of faith, we have people who have experienced the nights of suffering and the joy in the morning for 75 years here in this place. It is their witness of seeing and experiencing the risen Christ that is part of the hope that we need and that sustains us. And helps us to anticipate the risen Christ. Yesterday afternoon we gathered to install and dedicate the memorial to the lost those 202 t-shirts. And we've done this twice before already. And the first time we did it it was so exciting and we were the first ones to do it in D.C. And it was just wow and then we did it last year and it was still exciting and we knew what we were doing and we didn't have to create all the t-shirts but you know we weren't the first and it was good well this year it's our third year and we have it down they put out the stakes the flags we know about how to do it the t-shirts go on We do our worship service. It's a little bit like, hey, let's go fishing. But by the time we came into the sanctuary and we began to pray and hear the stories, the word began to take on flesh. And by the time that the choir sang, there was a true sense of the risen Christ in our midst. And we ended worship by traveling through the doors and outside onto the church lawn and stood amidst the T shirts with the names of those. who are the weeping in the night. And yet as we stood there, and we took the power to stand in the midst of death and proclaim life, as we spoke out, we spoke of hope, Even before morning had broken, even before the transformation of our nation of gun violence has been complete we proclaimed the risen Christ and the anticipatory hope of peace. And there, we knew that Christ is alive and we didn't have to ask each other. We just knew it. I pray for the people who will be 50-year members 50 years from now. And that they, because of us, may know that weeping may spend the night, but by the power of the risen Christ, joy comes in the morning. Thanks be to God. Amen.